Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about thrombocytopenia and you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash thrombocytopenia or in the haematology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Thrombocytopenia is a descriptive term that describes a low platelet count and it's a description of a low platelet count rather than a disease in itself. And this is caused by a number of underlying diseases. The normal platelet count is between 150 to 450 times 10 to the power of 9 per litre. And there's a long list of causes of a low platelet count, which can be split into problems with production of platelets or problems with destruction of platelets. So problems with production of platelets are usually where there's some issue with the bone marrow or with the megakaryocytes. And this could be due to sepsis, so severe infection, deficiency of vitamin B12 or folic acid, liver failure, which causes reduced thrombopoietin production in the liver. And thrombopoietin is a chemical that stimulates the production of platelets. It could be due to leukemia, where there's an issue with the bone marrow, or myelodysplastic syndrome. Then there's the causes that are a problem with destruction of platelets. And this could be due to medications, and some examples of medications that destroy platelets are sodium valproate, which is an anti-epileptic medication or a mood-stabilizing medication, methotrexate, which is used to treat things like rheumatoid arthritis, isotretinoin, which is used to treat severe acne, antihistamines, and proton pump inhibitors like omeprazole or lanzoprazole. Another chemical that destroys platelets is alcohol. So that could be the cause of a low platelet count. Then there's individual conditions such as immune thrombocytopenic purpura, thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, and hemolytic uremic syndrome. And we're going to look a bit closer into all of these a bit later on. So firstly, let's talk about how thrombocytopenia can present. Well, a mild thrombocytopenia might be asymptomatic, and it might just be picked up routinely when checking the full blood count. If you have a platelet count below 50 times 10 to the power of 9 per litre, this will result in easy or spontaneous bruising and also prolonged bleeding times. So they might present with nosebleeds, bleeding gums when they're brushing their teeth, heavy menstrual periods if they're female, easy bruising, or they might notice blood in the urine or in the stools. When the platelet count gets below 10 times 10 to the power of 9 per litre, there's a high risk of spontaneous bleeding. And something that we particularly worry about is spontaneous intracranial hemorrhage or gastrointestinal bleeds because they can bleed quite heavily and this can result in a high mortality rate. So let's say you have a patient who presents with abnormal or prolonged bleeding. What's the differential diagnosis of having this abnormal bleeding? Well, the blood contains a complex clotting system that allows it to form blood clots and stop bleeding. And this system can break down in a number of ways. A few key differentials to remember for your exams, which can cause a problem with this clotting system and easy bleeding, is thrombocytopenia, which is what we're talking about here, haemophilia A and haemophilia B, and you have von Willebrand's disease, and also disseminated intravascular coagulopathy, which is usually secondary to severe infection and sepsis. 
So if you remember those four conditions, you'll do pretty well in your exams. Thrombocytopenia, haemophilia, von Willebrand's disease and disseminated intravascular coagulopathy or DIC. So as we said, let's look at a few of the conditions that cause thrombocytopenia. And the first one to start with is immune thrombocytopenic purpura or ITP. And quite confusingly, this can also be called autoimmune thrombocytopenic purpura, idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, and primary thrombocytopenic purpura. They all refer to the same condition. It's essentially a condition where antibodies are created that attack platelets. So the B cells in the immune system start creating antibodies that target platelets and cause the destruction of platelets. And this results in a low platelet count. Then the management options for this condition are steroids like prednisolone, IV immunoglobulins, which can be used to try and destroy some of those abnormal antibodies, rituximab, which is a monoclonal antibody medication that targets B cells and takes out the B cells so they stop producing these destructive antibodies. And patients can also have a splenectomy that can help control the condition and reduce the destruction of platelets. In ITP, the platelet count needs to be monitored and the patient needs education about the concerning signs of bleeding, such as persistent headaches or melina, and also when to seek help. Additionally, measures such as controlling the blood pressure very carefully and suppressing menstrual periods are important to reduce the risk of bleeding or hemorrhage and prevent excessive bleeding that would lead to an anemia. Next, let's talk about thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura. And this is a condition where tiny blood clots develop throughout the small vessels of the body and making these blood clots uses up the platelets, which leads to a low platelet count because they're all being used up. This causes a thrombocytopenia. It also causes bleeding under the skin, which is called purpura, and it causes other systemic issues because the blood vessels aren't getting a good supply of blood because all the small vessels are blocked up with these tiny clots. Because it affects a small vessel, it's described as a microangiopathy, or a problem with the small vessels. These blood clots develop due to a problem with a specific protein called ADAMTS13. This protein normally inactivates von Willebrand's factor and reduces platelet adhesion to the vessel walls and reduces clot formation. So a shortage of this protein leads to von Willebrand's factor overactivity and the formation of small blood clots in the small vessels. This causes the platelets to be used up and leads to a thrombocytopenia. The blood clots in the small vessels also form a sort of mesh which breaks down red blood cells as they flow through the blood vessels and this leads to a hemolytic anemia. Deficiency in the ADAMTS13 protein can be due to an inherited genetic mutation or an autoimmune disease where antibodies are created against the protein. Treatment is guided by a haematologist and it may involve plasma exchange, steroids and again rituximab which is that monoclonal antibody that targets B cells. And obviously rituximab will be used in the autoimmune disease but not in a genetic mutation. The final condition we're going to talk about is heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. Heparin-induced thrombocytopenia essentially is what it says on the tin and involves the development of antibodies against platelets in response to exposure to heparin. So these heparin-induced antibodies specifically target a protein on the platelets called platelet factor 4 or PF4. 
These are antiplatelet factor 4 slash heparin antibodies. The heparin-induced thrombocytopenia antibodies bind to the platelets and activate clotting mechanisms, and this causes a hypercoagulable state and leads to thrombosis. They also break down the platelets and cause thrombocytopenia. So therefore you have this strange situation, which is a bit unintuitive, where the patient is on heparin, they have a low platelet count, but they're forming blood clots unexpectedly. Because even though they have a low platelet count, the other aspects of the clotting mechanisms have been activated by these antibodies, so they're prothrombotic. The diagnosis is made by testing for the heparin-induced thrombocytopenia antibodies in the platelet's blood, and management is by stopping heparin and using an alternative anticoagulant, and obviously this would be guided by a specialist. So thanks for listening to this episode on thrombocytopenia. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast episode topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's got detailed and concise notes on 10 specialties in medicine and it's designed specifically to contain all the key facts and guidelines you need for your medical exams. And if you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, you can find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations, questions, and a blog completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on Von Willebrand's disease.